So your unconscious, your subconscious mind, it's going to do whatever it takes to preserve the body. And so for somebody, for most people, that's, you know, keep, keep yourself safe, keep yourself fed, keep yourself clothed, all of that. So when there's a feeling that those safety survival needs are not taken care of, then we will sometimes ignore our other values. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea, not even sure where to start? I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. Welcome to this week's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. This week, we welcome our guest, Jenea Barnes. Jenea teaches small business owners and entrepreneurs to be more efficient and profitable in her business. Her custom state-of-the-art system is based on 20 years of study and training with leading experts, and she even used it to save her own business from financial ruin. Jenea has helped hundreds of people take their businesses and lives to the next level giving them more freedom, healthy live-work balance, and financial breakthroughs. She believes that when we feel good about who we are and what we do, we evolve humanity. I loved my conversation with Jenea. We talked about her values, her personal experience of values conflict, and we talked about what to do when your values are in conflict. Over the last few years, we've seen so many women leave the workforce as their values became clear to them over the pandemic, or this values conflict just came very real, and we made some very big decisions in our lives. I know that was the case for me personally. I have been coaching many women who, when faced with career transition, are now betting on themselves and are going in the direction of entrepreneurship to create their own way instead of finding a new role within a company. And in this episode, Jenea shares her own journey of entrepreneurship and talks about how she's now living her values. So whether you are an entrepreneur or a corporate leader, I know you'll resonate with this episode. Let's get started. Well, I want to welcome you to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hello. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. 
you know, you and I have had a couple of conversations and they're so full of wisdom and joy. For those of you who don't know me, which you probably don't, because why would you, unless you listen to my podcast? <laughs> but uh, my name is Jenea Barnes. I'm a level up coach for entrepreneurs and I help women entrepreneurs break through to that next level of business. The women who are doing most of the work themselves, they're overwhelmed, there's not enough time and there's not enough help to get them to that next profit level. And I'm really excited to have you on for several reasons. One, because you're just an amazing human and I love hearing and connecting with you. But I think there's just so many parallels of what you do and the people that listen to their podcast, this podcast, they're high achievers. They're trying to next level up in their career. And traditionally, it might be a corporate career. But as I continue to coach women, you know, more often women are starting their own businesses. And so we wanted to have you on today to kind of talk about that and to talk about some of the the things that you see in your clients and then of course your own experience and so i'm excited to to chat with you today about lots of things um of course we will get into values and all of the things that we we usually do but before we get started tell me a little bit more about um life and career where did you grow up what did early mid-career look like for you and how did you get to where you are now Ooh, okay so I grew up, well, I was born in Denver, Colorado. I lived there till I was three years old. And then my mom shoved me into the Volkswagen little beetle with about two square feet for me to like be crammed in while she drove cross country to move to Portland, Oregon, lived there till I was 10, San Francisco Bay, New York, and that's it. <laughs> but I, I was one of those little girls who in my mind i had these big visions of who i wanted to be what i wanted to do i wanted to make a difference i thought so many things were so important to do in the world and i was seeing a lot of conflict even at a very young age my childhood was tumultuous we'll just leave it there but i had these ideas like i wanted to be a fashion buyer i wanted to be a clown i had all these things but underneath it when it really came down to it it was about making people feel good and really like as i look at all the things that i wanted to do it was something about having them feel good and feel better so i went to school to do what i thought i should do which <laughs> I'm sure plenty of you can relate to that. I didn't know exact. I didn't know because again, I didn't really have the most supportive upbringing. I didn't know that you could actually go to college without a major. Like I thought I had to pick something. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm, I'm good in chemistry. I'm good in math. And my grandpa's an engineer. Okay. I'll be a chemical engineer. And I hated it. Oh God, did I hate it. It was, you talk about not being in alignment with your values. It was like, there was no creativity. It was all this. And, and what it really came down to, in hindsight, I can see this, is that it was hard for me. It was really, e school was really easy for me up to that point. And I didn't, 
I was faced with that feeling of not being good enough, but I didn't know that's what it was. And, and I think a lot of times when we are pushed into a situation, whether we're going into leadership or we're starting our own business, that's one of the walls that we hit up against is this feeling like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. And it becomes painful. And sometimes we bow out and I bowed out. I, so I dropped out, went back to school later to become a photographer, did some bartending work, did some regular job work, did all kinds of things. But, you know, my dream was to be the photographer, make art, change the world back to that dream when, you know, being a kid, helping people feel good. Uh, evolving humanity as, as it comes down to today. And because I never felt good, and I don't just mean good enough, I never felt safe enough to really go after what I want. I kept doing these jobs that were not great. And I got, I got, promoted to leadership all of the time. <laughs> oh, I didn't have to do anything. I'd be at a place for six months, I'd end up in leadership. That just has how it always worked out for me. But I still wasn't living what was true and right for me. So I think, you know, as I went on my own journey of healing and trying to figure out how to feel better for myself, so often our purpose is the thing we need for ourselves. So for me, you know, I wanted people to feel good. I wanted them to feel better. I wanted them to evolve and move up this spiral of evolution. But that's really what I needed for myself. And I went on that journey and I started finding stuff that worked. And it was really cool because as I healed things, as I started studying these modalities that actually worked, I tried all the things, y'all. I did like ayahuasca ceremonies. I walked 500 miles across Spain. I did all kinds of crazy things to try to figure out how to feel better. But when it came down to it and I started feeling better, I just wanted to shorten the path for other people. And so that's when I started coaching. And I started getting into helping heal other people. And for me in the beginning, it was all about helping people heal from trauma. But, you know, we evolve. And as I healed more and more, I evolved. And what I learned over the course of time was that I had been living a life that was not true and right for me, even though pieces of it were, I was helping people, I was doing something that was important to me. But there's this piece, this concept of being in alignment with your true self. And, and that's, you know, I eventually started a show, started a podcast. It's funny, you know, we think about these little these little nuggets that stay in our brain throughout our life. And I was like, I want to have a show. I totally want to have a show ever since I was little. Why did I want to be a clown? Because I wanted to have a show, <laughs> you know, so I kept putting it off 
and not following something that I really wanted to do. And so my show is called Be the Wolf, Be Who You Were Born to Be. And, and there's this story. Can I share the story? I would love for you to share the story. I love the story so much. And, and it really ties in with the values so much. But in the early part of the century, they eradicated all the predators from Yellowstone National Park. They got rid of the bears. They got rid of the wolves. They got rid of all of the people that might make it dangerous for people, right? They were trying to make it safe. Just like your parents wanted you to go to college and get that good corporate job and have all the benefits because they wanted you to be safe. Get rid of the potential dangers, get rid of the threat. So they got rid of all the wolves. And over time, it changed the park. So the elk overpopulated, they ate all the vegetation around the rivers. So the rivers spread out and essentially a lot of them disappeared. The beavers obviously left, other species left. And the park really was this sort of shell of what it was before. And in the mid nineties, they reintroduced 41 wolves back into the park. And over the course of a few decades, it changed. The rivers changed, they filled back up, the elk population balanced out. And so there is this place of, you know, the balanced ecosystem, but the wolves, they did nothing but be who they were born to be. They did what they were born to do. They didn't sit there and say, hey, George, do you think we should have that elk for dinner? I don't know. Maybe we better ask Sally because what if mom gets mad? I don't know. So they didn't do that silly stuff that we do. They just lived their true and right purpose. And as a result, the ecosystem balance. So it's my belief that the more people we have operating from their true self and doing what they're meant to do, that they that we will rebalance this ecosystem that is our country, our world. I love that story so much. And you mentioned your own journey a bit, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about what are your values and how do you, how did you know that you weren't living in alignment of those at the time? And then how did you get aligned? My values, number one is joy. And, you know, that includes for me, achievement, includes creativity. It basically includes anything that will give me a dopamine hit with the exception of drugs. (laughs) (laughs) So joy is number one. Number two is be the wolf. Number three is connection. Number four is abundance. And that's not just about money. It's about generosity and that feeling of knowing that there is enough that also includes that feeling that you are enough because if you are enough you have enough you create enough and the abundance piece of it is that it's overflowing and it always is overflowing that there's all it's there's an infinite amount of what you need out there We just all have to learn how to take the blinders off so that we can actually see the opportunities because they're there. You know, we might need to get a little messy, a little uncomfortable along the way. So abundance and curiosity. Curiosity is that place of 
expansion and growth for me. So those are my those are my values. And it's interesting when we talk about values and and I do so much values work in my own practice. But what happens so often is we're not always even if we think we are, we're not always living in alignment with our values. And that's because you know, I just said we take those blinders off so that we can see the opportunities. And that place of, you know, when we feel like there might not be enough or it feels scarce, like maybe maybe something will be taken away from us or we won't have enough to keep the roof over our head or, you know, maybe we got ourselves into a lot of debt and we're not going to have enough to pay the minimum payment or whatever it might be. And it's so interesting in my practice you know, for the last like almost two years, I've been working with women who are miserable in their jobs and they're not happy. And what has been so profound to me is that, of course, the work I do helps you to feel better in your job. And of course, so often the women that I've worked with would go on to start their own thing or they would finally go after that dream job that was the one that was soul aligned so they could be the wolf in their job. But I kept marketing and working towards this being my, my thing. And what I realized recently, and it's so funny how the universe or destiny or God or whatever you want to call it, how it just shows these, these moments over and over. It's like, here, hello, are you listening? Are you listening? So even though I was marketing and putting all my efforts towards working with this certain kind of woman, over half of my clients were still entrepreneurs. Mm. So they kept showing up. And in the back of my head, I was like, when I finish building out this business with this, this group of people, then I will work with entrepreneurs. <laughs> when I do this, then I will, right? And how many times was I coaching people about saying, oh, you're going to stay in that job that you hate until you retire or whatever it might be. So then you can do the thing that you really want to do. And here I was doing the same thing, which of course was against obviously my be the wolf value but also against my abundance value because the thinking behind that was scarcity it was the antithesis of abundance it was me thinking that there wouldn't be enough that i had to do it this way first and you know if we dive deep into it what it really came down to is a conflict of values because of my upbringing we all have we all have this particular conflict of value but um because my upbringing was as tumultuous as it was the conflict might have been a little more difficult for me to break through than some other people and that's okay but it's important to understand that this is this particular values conflict that i'm going to speak about is one that we all have because deep inside the number one value of everybody 
is to preserve the body. So your unconscious, your subconscious mind is going to do whatever it takes to preserve the body. And so for somebody, for most people, that's, you know, keep, keep yourself safe, keep yourself fed, keep yourself clothed, all of that. So when there's a feeling that those safety survival needs are not taken care of, then we will sometimes ignore our other values and we'll put them on the back burner instead of living true and right. And when it, it happens, you can be not even aware of it. Like once I broke through all of this and I was like, of course, I'm supposed to be working with entrepreneurs, <laughs> of course. <laughs> it's you know it's so silly because you can see it so clearly once you it's like you're inside a jar and, and you're running around inside the jar it's all you know but as soon as you break the jar and can step outside you're like oh that was the silliest thing that i was doing and i helped a lot of women and so it was really you know fulfilling in that way but it wasn't serving the grander purpose, which really is rebalancing the ecosystem, rebalancing the ecosystem, evolving humanity so that we can, you know, when we have companies and businesses that are providing good, healthy workplaces with a positive, abundant culture and mindset, that's how we rebalance the ecosystem because people are not working for these soul sucking companies that are totally against their values. They go out and contribute to the world in a more powerful way. Yeah. I love that so much. And I really appreciate you sharing your, your personal journey and your values conflict. And I think there's just so many people listening that can resonate with that conflict of, I'm making a difference, but am I really, truly um, fulfilling it? And I agree with you. One of the best ways to do that is to build it yourself. Like I did that. And some of the women that I coach start thinking, you know, I just need to work somewhere else. And I, I do, I do believe that you can change a culture within your team, even if the organization's not, you know, perfect but one person cannot change a whole organizational culture unless you're at the top of the house. So I think we need, you know, values align leaders in every organization, but also to your point, one of the ways to do it is to start your own, your own place and to build the company that you want other people to be a part of that culture. And so I think there's lots of ways to do it. But even in the women that I coach, I see more often people completely just leaving corporate because it's, you know, built on systems that really don't serve us. It's hard. It's not flexible. And we're just, there is greener grass <laughs> and you yeah. can build that and you can grow that and build the culture that, that you want that is values aligned. My award-winning book, Values First, How Knowing Your Core Beliefs Can Get You the Life and Career You Want, is now available in audiobook. Since the book released just last year, the biggest question that I've gotten from readers 
is, is it available in audiobook? In this book, you'll get to hear my most pivotal career stories and some of the successes of my clients as you learn about the Values First framework and how you can take action on your life and career. The audiobook is narrated by me, so if you love this podcast, you'll love the audiobook. Values First, how knowing your core beliefs can get you the life and career you want, is now available on Audible and iTunes. And it's interesting too, as you know, especially for you women out there that are thinking about this, you can totally do it. It's totally possible. And I have this, one of my podcast guests, she's this amazing woman. She has this accounting firm in California and she had a business partner and it was fine. Things, the business was going great. And then he passed away and then all of a sudden everything's on her. So she had this opportunity to do it the way she wanted to. And what she chose, how she chose to take this existing company to make it more like she wanted to, because, you know, there is that scarcity, that scarcity, like, oh, my God, I can't just give everybody a raise. I can't just do all of this and do what will I have enough. So she did it in steps. And, you know, if you're in a position of leadership and you have an opportunity and you're talking with the people at the head of the company, like, how can we change the culture little by little? So it's like she did with steps. So she first offered basic necessities. Like, I don't remember exactly what it was, but like Amazon gift cards, like as a little way. So it wasn't a consistent, like, can I do this on a semi-regular basis to give my team and my staff some bonus money without being tied down, tied into a higher wage. So she started with that. And then she realized over time, oh, I can't afford to give them a higher wage. And then, oh, well, let's, I'm going to choose to not make a whole bunch more money. I'm going to choose to live my comfortable life, but not extravagant, which I could because the money's bringing in, or the company's bringing in enough money. But I'm going to choose to live, oh, fine and give more to my people. And so then she allowed people to have unlimited time off and for parental needs or personal time off. And then she forced people to take vacations. Like she said, if you don't take your vacation, then I'm going to set you up with a place to volunteer at for a week. And that's what you're going to do. So she started, she started with these little steps to take her existing company and bring her values into it. So when you said that idea of, you know, when you're at the top, you can create the changes that filter down for the whole organization. But if even if you're somewhere in the middle, you can talk to the top about how to do these they, these little changes that make an impact. And that's why I love working with entrepreneurs who are sort of at the beginning because we start there and then we yeah. build from there. Yeah. I think w- no matter your level to your point, you can absolutely change cultures. And one of the first things I love to say is first, just model it, model the, the first things for yourself. So if you want people to take vacation, 
guess what? You need to take your vacation. (laughs) They need to see you take vacation. They need to see you not check email at all hours of the day. They need to see you like doing all these things and modeling that those same behaviors. Um, And hopefully those are tied to your values. But to your point, it's this um, very conscious and intentional thing. And so I love that you're teaching people how to do that from the beginning, right? And so I love also to this idea of the subconscious values. And can, can you tell me, you mentioned a little bit about it, but can you tell me how do you know if that's what you're doing versus um, meeting your, you know, true core values. How would I, how would I know if that's what, if it's subconscious, how do I know I'm doing this? Take a look at your life. If you don't have what you want, you're not living your values. Yeah. So, so it's so simple and so complicated at the same time. We will subconsciously make sure that our most important values are taken care of. And again, when we're talking about those basic survival needs, those are the those are the conflicting values that get in the way of our, let's say, fulfillment and happiness values. And so you might have maybe you're at your job and you are not respected. And so if you're not respected, what is the place that you're not? What is more important? than being respected or so it's you know often it comes down to well i'm afraid to speak up because i don't want to get fired right obviously that's a safety value or it could be i don't want to be ostracized or made fun of because ultimately that comes down to safety too right if nobody likes me here then they'll throw me out and if they throw me out then i won't be able to meet my needs, my basic survival needs. But if you're looking at your life and your job and you're saying, I don't like it, I'm not happy, I'm not fulfilled, there's some place that you're putting safety or some survival need ahead of what's true and right for you. You know, so in my case, it was this like this scarcity mindset. So I had a scarcity like belief that there wasn't. uh, Well, what it really came down to, I'll get like perfectly clear is working with my coaches, my business coaches and trying to get clear on direction and all of that. And there was a reflection that was similar to childhood. So it's here is this person a little frustrated with me because I'm having trouble articulating what it was that I really wanted to do and who I really wanted to work with. And because of that, because I grew up trying to be safe and the safest way for me to be safe was to understand what my mom was feeling. So I'm super empathic. So I typically know if somebody's feeling uncomfortable before they even know it. And I'm not conscious of this. This happens so fast. And so I would pivot. We all, how many of you out there are people pleasers? So I would just be like, well, what, what'll make her happy? What'll make her calm down? What can I do to make her calm down? So it was this, this like neurological link where my subconscious mind was like, 
woman of authority and therefore I've got to make her happy or I'm not safe. And so this is a huge reflection for women in in regular jobs when you're not the head honcho. So you're talking about if, it, if it's a man, it might be a reflection of your father because, you know, man of authority, the subconscious mind doesn't look at the face. It's right. just a generalization. Woman of authority, man of authority are often representations of our parents. And if we felt, if we get called into the office and we're about to get yelled at, you probably have this experience where you call in and you know you're so smart and you know your stuff and you're articulate and you're on point but you get called into the office and all of a sudden you're like uh, 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 <laughs> and you just can't stand up for yourself you can't because neurologically your mind has brought you back to a time in childhood that was overwhelming just like the way a smell will loop you back in time and you'll feel the feelings of being right there and so this is such a huge thing. And so that's what was happening to me as I was looping back into this people pleasing behavior and putting my needs second, because if my needs were first, it was just dangerous for me to ask her what I needed growing up. And so I couldn't, as she's, she didn't know this is all me. This is not her. Right. She's like, pushing to help me get to where I need to go. But I had this, this loop in my, in my subconscious that I was completely unaware of that made it, and it was a safety, it was a safety mm -hmm. loop of, that made it impossible for me to articulate what I needed. And so I worked on my business in that way for a long time. I helped a lot of people. And like I said, still, I kept getting these entrepreneur clients on the side. It's like, oh, hello. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that because I think the thing, the safety piece, that part of you, that the, the little you, the little girl you, like that kept you safe. And so it served a yes. very important purpose. And so it is, of course it can, it comes up and in places that you don't even, like you said, you didn't even recognize. And I think for me, it goes like, I ab absolutely ties back to childhood and like, whether it was safety or how I got love or attention probably was mm -hmm. through achievement easily. Yeah easily through achievement. And so that's what I, um, that's what I go back to. Me right. Too. Totally. Yeah. So, so this idea of, um, achievement or even making, like you said, making other people comfortable, like you knew, like you had to read the room of how was mom or dad feeling for me, it was both parents. It was like, okay, well, how's, what is that? And will they, and they didn't do it on purpose. They were, they were, I had a, a big Italian family, there's four kids. And so for me, I'm seeking out, I'm seeking out that attention. Right. And so good grades got that for me, um, or being good, being the quote unquote good kid. And so I still do that to this day with it. Like you said, to authority figures, it's like, okay, well, what do they need me to be? And that's how I sometimes act. And it goes back to the, how did you get love, attention, like all those things. And so it's really interesting to unpack some of this stuff 
And it's absolutely connected back to those learned behaviors, right? Because it served us so well for so long. Um, and it's easy to fall back into them. And so getting back into your values and the alignment. And I love that, you know, sometimes it's, you're telling other people, I do the same thing. I'm coaching other people to do these things. And like, I need it myself. I need that same coaching for myself. It is not lost on me. And that's why I also have coaches because I know that I need it. (laughs) And I think if you have a coach that doesn't have a coach, then that's probably a red flag. (laughs) But (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, exactly, because like I said, that idea, if we're inside the jar, we can't necessarily see it. And that's one of the big pieces. I don't care how self-aware you are. I am one of the most self-aware people. In fact, so many coaches I've worked with were not able to help me because I was more self-aware than they were. But my most recent like pair of coaches were amazing because they kept holding the container for me. And they could still see things that I wasn't seeing. And so that's another thing. If you're ever working with a coach who is not seeing things that you're not seeing yourself, then they're probably not a very great coach or they haven't yet worked through the issue that you need to work through. Yeah, Because I think we can only bring people so far as we ourselves come. And that's why as a coach, it's so important for us to continue like pushing those boundaries open and growing and expanding and, and, you know, everybody, it's really important for us to do that. But especially for those of us that are in the helping fields, because we can only take people so far as we've come because we can't, we can't bring somebody else through our own blind spots. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. So if there are, I know there are many listeners um, that are thinking about their next thing and their next thing is, is building a business. What is the best way and next step to, to get in touch with you and to, to, to learn more? The next step would be to grab my free guide And even if you're just at the beginning and you haven't started your business yet, but just go ahead and pick this up because you'll get an instant email and you can just email me right back. Uh, It's called the three secrets to increasing profits that the business gurus won't tell you. And part of this is, you know, setting that foundation. And so, but you can get that at I deserve this free gift com. So open up your browser right now if you're one of these people who are thinking about it uh, and type in I deserve this free gift.com and grab that. And yeah, if you have questions, just reply to the email. It's my direct email. If you just want to have a conversation, we can have a conversation and talk about, you know, where you want to go. I love connecting and building relationships, right? Value number three. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. And I've loved um, doing that with you today. I just thank you so much for sharing your experience and your story, because I think um, it is just so relatable. And I just really appreciate um, your, your thought leadership and your time and sharing who you are. Yeah. Can I say one last little thing? You know, I know my experience was my childhood was tumultuous and all of these things, but all of the things that I experienced and all of those safety values, 
it doesn't matter if you had these crazy traumatic events or if you just got lost in a grocery store once from your parents. So these little things can also create these similar big patterns that play out in your life. So if you're listening and you've resonated with some of this, but you're thinking, well, I didn't have any of this crazy big stuff happen to me. It, it's totally okay. And it's totally normal for you to feel this way because when we're three years old, something like getting lost in a grocery store is incredibly overwhelming and traumatic. So those kind of events can have just as big of an impact as something that, you know, on paper is bigger and scarier. Yeah. Thank you for that. I think that's an important context. And I, I, because I think a lot of people are feeling this way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, thank you so much for sharing your experience today. It was a really um, wonderful time to be able to connect with you. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.